Hello, and welcome back to Franchising with Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Lapore. Culture is the core of any business. You know it when you see it, right? Making sure that everyone has a great experience, whether it's your customers, your staff, or your stakeholders, is a key part of the modern business environment. Today, Bruce McReynolds, the owner of Griswold Home Care of Burlington and Greensboro, North Carolina, joins me to discuss how he establishes a culture of compassion and purpose with his team. Christina Summerfield, Vice President of the Company Operations here at the Home Office, also joins us to talk about her six C's and maintaining culture across several locations. Besides being some of the most dedicated people I've ever met, Bruce and Christina are both inspired leaders, and I'm excited for you to hear this episode. All right, we are joined today by Bruce McReynolds, owner of Griswold Home Care, Greensboro, and Burlington, North Carolina. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Good, Amanda. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, glad to, to have you. Thanks for taking the time. We're also joined by Christina Summerfield, Vice President of Company Operations. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for being here. I know you both are incredibly busy, so appreciate you taking the time to chat with us about how to run a home care business. Uh, my first question today, just kind of dive right into things. Bruce, what would you say if you had to pick some of the key ingredients in running a successful home care business, what would you say that they are? Well, I think the first thing is to, uh, to have the right players on the bus. Uh, it's really critical to identify um, kind of the roles in the, in the, um, in the operation. Uh, if you're just starting out and perhaps you're starting out um, solo and, and being kind of wearing all the hats, certainly that's a great opportunity to learn the, the roles. But as we add folks on to um, you know, make sure that we've got the right players, you know, our industry is really evolving and changing quite a bit. So... Um, you know, I think a key factor is really being able to um, understand the changes that are happening in our industry and to, um, to be able to pivot to, um, to face some of those challenges. I know um, something that we've worked really hard on um, with our um, agency here is building an appropriate brand. Uh, I think that's really important to kind of know your purpose and know the principles that you want to project. Um, not only inside your agency, but out in the community. Um, having a clear understanding of your purpose and then you know, doing those things that will build your brand um, to help support that. We've, we've really uh, focused a lot on um, supporting community programs. And I think this is really key into developing the relationships that are needed to um, help us support our um, priorities but probably more importantly, to help support, you know, folks in the community. So we've, um, you know, made a very concerted effort to identify uh, key uh, programs and organizations in our community and then, uh, you know, made an effort to support them through all means, whether it's financial support or whether it's volunteering or kind of digging in and finding out what they're their goals and purposes are so that we could support them that way. We've really strived to be a, a brand that is kind of known for giving. You know, we, we, expect, um, we expect that out of our caregivers to, you know, we're recruiting caregivers that are compassionate and giving. And so we want to project that as an agency as well, to be a, an organization in the community that are, are givers and uh, do a lot of things that help support that. Very cool. 
I want to just touch on a couple a couple things. So to kind of summarize, it sounds like the 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 key ingredients would be people keeping your eye on the industry and staying in tune with changes, knowing your purpose and principles and and having that carry through really everything that you do and community involvement and supporting folks that are like-minded and also giving back to the community in ways that uh, very much align with your, we go back to purpose and principles. Uh, My first question kind of following up on that is any specific community programs that you um, are involved with right now or in the past? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, probably all communities um, have some type of senior services or kind of a hub, if you will, of community programs and services for us here in this area. It's Senior Resources of Guilford uh, or Alamance Elder Care uh, would be another one in our area. So, um, you know, they are an umbrella of many programs and and we, uh, whether it's volunteering for Meals on Wheels or whether it's, you uh, helping with their voucher programs, um, financial contributions to support some of their priorities. PACE is another program that's in our community. It is a a nationwide organization that um, provides all-inclusive care for the elderly, and and we've been a partner with PACE uh, for many years. Um, The Veterans Administration, um, we continue to focus more and more on the VA and um, as a provider, as well as um, helping individual veterans in other ways in the community. We have, uh, we're, you know, very active with our Triad Retirement Living Association. I'm the, the president of our association here in this area. We're a, an organization of about, um, we're an association of about 150 organizations. By involvement in that, it really helps build those relationships. Uh, you know, helps kind of build brand at the same time. A lot of organizations will also have support groups, whether it's Parkinson's or MS, so forth. And so uh, we certainly involve ourselves with some of the more support groups um, in the area. You sound very busy in addition to running a very successful Griswold Home Care office. Always busy. Lots of lots of good stuff there. And I'm going to kind of highlight two of them that really go together. The people side of things, you know, we always talk about we are a people business. And with people comes the need for culture, right? good or bad. So Chris, I'm going to throw a question your way. With so many offices and so many moving parts and different team members, we know how important make sure that people are happy at work and all of that translates to our caregivers and our clients. So how do you maintain, create and maintain a great company culture throughout your offices? So Manu, I really focus a business around the six C's. Um, The first one being culture, uh, communication, consistency, compliance, cost control, and census. Um, Culture is so important. So I feel like the first three, communication, consistency, and compliance, Really is, really is the baseline for an office. Um, we have to be consistent on how we treat our clients and our caregivers. Communication is key for you know, a successful business and compliance, making sure that we're running our offices completely to our state regulations and our policies and procedures. That's a lot. I like the six C's. I haven't heard that before. I was actually just frantically trying to write them down because I want to I wanna remember those. Cool. So we talk about, and again, this all kind of stems back to people. So creating a winning team, because I think, and I actually just heard something recently, you can't win a championship by yourself. 
And that's something that I, I pulled out of a nugget, something I read, but it really is true. So creating that winning team, um, hiring those people, supporting them. Bruce, I'll, I'll come to you first and then Christina uh, to follow up and add anything. But how do you hire those winning team members? What do you look for? What are some ways you support them in the early stages? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I can't stress enough and I know as, as, a, as a Griswold home care culture, Purpose is everything. You know, I love the the title of our of our podcast, franchising with purpose, and that really is is the ground level to um, is to recruiting and hiring. It's it's really differentiating ourselves as an organization that does have purpose. I love to tell Gene Griswold's story. Um, I tell it with every orientation class, um, every home visit we do. Um, they get to hear about Gene's story because I think it does differentiate us. And it's such a powerful story about um, providing compassionate care. So I, I think that's really kind of the, the first step in recruiting. It's, it's not only sharing our story, but identifying those caregivers that, that come to us based on compassion and caring. And that sounds somewhat cliche, I know, but but in today's market, that's not always the case of caregivers that come to us. So it's really weeding out the compact, you know, those that that um, that are not compassionate or don't have that personal experience with a family member. Um, um, so that's kind of the starting point. You know, Gene was one of the first in the industry to really fine tune a screening process. It's our, it's our 15 step screening process. And um, we use that religiously to help us identify the best of the best. Um, and uh, you know, with our behavioral interview process as part of that 15 step process, it really does us help, helps us identify those individuals that are compassionate and here for the right reason. But I think another key element in that recruiting process is just having multiple touches with that applicant, you know, um, so that we stay connected with them and we begin to build those relationships. You know, you, you hit a, the, head, the nail on the head when you said that this is a relationship business. And it really does start with building the relationship at the very moment that that um, potential caregiver calls us or comes through our door. You know, I think a robust orientation process is important so that we spend some quality time with them. They um, can learn of our mission and our purpose. They can see Gene Griswold's story and, and um, kind of know who, you know, who they're representing as, as a company. And then our training process, of course, continues well beyond our orientation through a, a great training platform um, so that caregivers feel like they're invested in, right? They, they have some ongoing training and uh, we're not just uh, zipping them through an OSHA class and, and sending them out the door. So, um, you know, we have continued to um, make our benefits program more robust. And I think that um, um, was certainly a differentiator in the past, but I think, you know, more and more folks are starting to enhance their benefits to, uh, to be competitive in, in the market today. So I think those are some of the key things that 
Yeah, you, you touched on a lot of good stuff. I'm a little partial to some of them. The ongoing training, obviously a great solid onboarding. Um, but Chris, I'm going to turn it over to you. And Bruce, you hit on a lot of really great things as far as hiring caregivers. But there's a step kind of in between, you know, you guys as the owners and, you know, managing those offices and the folks that are really dealing with your clients and supporting them and your caregivers day to day and our coordinators, our schedulers, our um folks going into the home. So Chris, as you look to to bring people into the office and know how important it is that that's a really great fit on the team, um, how do you, what do you look look for when you're hiring or how do you make sure that somebody's going to be a good fit for the team? Sure. I mean, I'll mention some of the things that Bruce said earlier is the compassion of somebody knowing what home care is about and Jean's story. You're not going to bring somebody into handle onboarding your caregivers, working with your families, or going out into the community if they lack compassion. And it's it's one of the key factors. And making sure that every internal office is a small family. Being part of that family and connecting with each other is key. Someone can walk through the door with an amazing resume, but if they don't connect with the other peers in their office, it, it's not going to happen. Peer-to-peer -peer interviews are probably one of my favorite part of the interview process, making sure that everybody feels that this person is going to be the right fit for the team. Because in home care, everyone that picks up the phone is the person that's on for the moment. And if you don't trust your fellow workers, then it's not a successful internal environment. And that internal environment feeds right over to that um, to the caregiver recruitment because it's part of walking in that door and feeling that connection that that caregiver is going to do it for you, pick up that extra shift, um, run some errands or go above and beyond. And you're going to do the exact same thing for them. When they need a day off, you're going to work hard to fill those shifts for them. Wow. And it's a team approach, which makes it a family approach. I love that. Makes it a family approach because it, it really is true. And we talk about you spend more time with the folks that you work with than you do your own family sometimes. So it really is so important. Um, and that trust, I do want to underscore trusting your your team members. We're all in this together. And if you can't count on your people, then who can you count on? Well said, Amanda. So. Good stuff. So we are going to wrap things up. I've got some some fun questions to ask both of you. Are either one of you Harry Potter fans? No? Nope. Okay, then I won't ask that question. <laughs> um, Chris, I'll start with you. What was your first job? Uh, my first job was actually in home care, Amanda. Um, I was a junior in college, and I needed to do some volunteer work for a class I was taking in uh, aging. And uh, I needed to volunteer a couple hours a week, and I just couldn't fit it into my schedule for the you know normal 8.30 to 5 times frame. And a friend of mine referenced me to a home care company, and I became a companion my junior year in college. And that was my first official job, and I haven't left home care since. <laughs> I didn't know if that was going to be your first job, but that's very cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, Bruce, my question for you is what has been your favorite age so far? Oh, my. <laughs> I think I think 61 is my favorite <laughs> age, <laughs> which is how old I am now. You know, I am. <clears throat> so, you know, blessed in so many ways and, and really to be able to to um, do something that I enjoy and make a living at it um, is certainly a blessing. So um, I think every day is, is my best day. It's awesome. It just keeps getting better. I love that. 
Very cool. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. Like I said, I know that you're both incredibly busy and taking the time to chat with me and learn a little bit more about the day-to-day operations and running a home care business and really all that goes into that. Um, Any parting remarks before we wrap things up? Anything you didn't get to share? Enjoy what you do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again for being here and we will talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us for Franchising with Purpose. I'm Amanda Lepore. Don't forget to visit Griswold Franchising on social media for more information. Griswold Home Care Franchising on Facebook, at Griswold Fran on Twitter, and Griswold Home Care Franchise on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and check out my personal favorite, griswoldhomecare.com franchise. If you like what you've been hearing, make sure to rate and review the show on your favorite app. We really appreciate it. See you next time.